And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Stick around to the end of today's episode to hear the opening segment of Between the Lines, the Athletics' newest narrative podcast looking at the intersection of race and football. Now available on the Athletic Football Show podcast feed, with new episodes coming out every Tuesday through March 7th. I do have a take. Point of contention. Uh, what are y'all talking about? Y'all hate. Stop hating. Welcome back to Point of Contention. Five topics, five minutes, five points of contention coming up on the show. NBA awards, minimums, three-point shooting, dunking, choosing a rookie of the year, and are the Blazers in trouble? Also, I want to welcome those of you watching on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the new YouTube channel. Just search The Athletic NBA Show, or I'll make it easy for you. You see that little Athletic NBA Show name there on the account of what you're watching click that subscribe it couldn't be simpler it really could you don't have to search anything just go click that thing click subscribe it's that easy. then you get to watch me you get to watch we got david aldridge listen to me hall of famer we got marcus thompson who's written probably ten thousand words in book titles alone like we got it all titles just just in in the the titles. titles we got it all man I'm going to check this out. Hey, today's February 16th. National Do a Grouch a Favor Day. Jay, do you have a grouch in mind that you could do something for? Yeah, myself. I'm I'm very grouchy today. Got delayed after on my second flight of the day. My crew showed up in the wrong state. They came over the, the microphone to tell us my crew was just not even in... Illinois, where it was supposed to be. Yeah. It was in Ohio. And so, like, like, you must have been delayed hours. Like, you, like, what was your original landing time? I was delayed like like 30 minutes. Oh, my God. It was a tough 30 minutes. Thoughts and prayers, man. That's like you flew from Milwaukee to Boston today, but you'd wait 30 minutes. Yeah, but now I'm going to do something for myself because it's it's do something for a grouch day. Um, Marcus, are you going to do anything for a grouch? I was just about to send Jay ten dollars, but he can't accept Apple Cash. Oh, that's like what dumb. the hell is up with that, yo? By the way, every time I've account. tried to pay, every time I've tried to pay with Apple Cash, it's like error doesn't work. I'm like, so I don't have any Apple Cash then, because it says I do, but it doesn't. Maybe fix that system. All right, let's get to our two contestants in this corner. The most braggadocious Bean Town bench warmer on a college team that went two and twenty-one. He writes Celtics. He reps Kings. And he still believes in Kevin Pitsnoggle and Aaron Kraft, who had a birthday recently. You can ride with him. Uh, I'll tell you. I, you know what? Here's a fun little diversion. Chris Berman the other day said <laughs> we have two black quarterbacks. And also, coincidentally, this is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. So I looked up who else's birthday it was. It was also Gucci Mane's birthday. And Aaron Kraft was on that list. How about that? <laughs> he should have just gone with Aaron Kraft. Wow. Ride with Jay on Peloton at the Kid the God. It's Jay Sacramento King. Jay, 
What's your favorite all-star Saturday night event? I don't like any of them, honestly. It, it's, oh, boy. Wow. It's, I told you I'm a grouch today. It, it's yeah. The dunk contest has gotten just so far past being fixed. It, the... I mean, don't even get me started on the Celebrity Game. The Rising Stars Challenge, they got Mac McClung Celebrity in Game it. is Come Friday night. Now. Celebrity Game is Friday night. That, that counts as a weekend. Friday night's a weekend. All right. That's not what I said. But not Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. But yeah. I guess you did say Saturday. <laughs> but whatever. All those events, the three-point shootout, like, yeah. it used to be cool. I, I'm just done with it. I'm you just done don't want to work. You just... I don't have to work. I don't even have to work. But <laughs> I just... I'm out. I'm out on it all. They they have destroyed the All-Star Weekend. And in this corner, the most versatile media member the Bay Area has ever seen. Again, three books, really long titles. Go find them in bookstores. He's the friend from Frisco, the bro from Berkeley, the sauce in Sausalito, the media from Alameda, the AO in Vallejo, the Petty in Petaluma, the OG from Oakland. It's Marcus S. Thompson. Marcus, what's your favorite All-Star Saturday night event? This one is easy. It's not even close, right? There's the the, the, the only thing to do, and I understand if people oh, like Zach, guy. people like Zach and Jay don't really get into this one because it's it's a it's a Whoa. level thing. Uh, no, Zach, you could definitely get in. Jay, you'll get there one day. I promise. Best Saturday <laughs> night event: Kenny Smith's party. Mm, the Kenny notch. Smith party is really really good. Jay, you need to get there one of these days, man. Like, I've never been to All Star Weekend. Keep leveling up. Keep You've growing. never been to All Star Weekend. Oh, I've never man. been to All Star Weekend. Wow. Yeah, actually, kind of low key. The move is to take that off. It's, oh, it's, you know what? I'm not going to travel. I'm not going to travel. Beautiful weekend away that's from not everything. That's not that's high key. That's high key. I don't know. I feel like you got to do it once, though. Come on. Yeah. Don't, not in Salt I Lake did. City. If it's going to be once, it's not going to be in Salt Lake City. What about next year in Indianapolis? I like Indianapolis. I, I could I could deal with Indianapolis. Salt Lake City is a better city than Indianapolis. Way better. That, that is just a wild thing to say. It's a wild thing. You can't Salt do Lake. Salt Lake, but you can do Indianapolis? Indianapolis is convenient. The airport's close. They got some pretty good steakhouse restaurants. Is it? Is it? It's like 10 to 15 minutes. It's okay. easy. I might be thinking of New Orleans. All right. Schleck, start the clock. Banter taken care of. Take one. Get your ass on the court. Gents, Mike Borkanoff released an article this week on something the NBA and the Players Union are kicking around. What if we tied awards to games played minimums? Could this be a way to curb load and injury management throughout the NBA? Quote, the possibility of tethering awards to appearances would not only have an impact on who gets recognized by the league, with its most prestigious honors serving as an incentive structure, would also be an attempt by the NBA to solve one of its most nettlesome issues, load management. The league has sought ways to get its best players to play more games in recent years as the practice of limiting time on the court has increased. Some sources who have been granted anonymity to speak freely about ongoing negotiations believe this will land in the final CBA in some form, but negotiations are fluid and there are no guarantees about what will ultimately be in the final agreement. So what does that look like? 66 games? 72? Guys just do a take foul and leave after the opening tip like John Hollinger warned? Marcus, do you like this idea of tethering awards to games minimums? And how many games should it be? I love it. I absolutely love it. But I wouldn't do games. I do minutes to avoid the people who are going to hustle 
come in the game, play a little bit, and then get out. Like, nah, you give me, let's see, Mikael Bridges led the league last year with 2,800 minutes. Defensive player of the year? I'm just saying, give me 2,000 minutes. Okay. Minimum 2,000 minutes. You're trying to wipe out Matisse Thibault's all defensive teams now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Yeah, give me give me two thousand minutes, man. Like, I feel like if you played sixty games, thirty minutes a game, that's eighteen hundred minutes. I can even go with eighteen. Like, give me sixty games, thirty minutes a game. Sixty though's you... not a lot. Like, it's not. That's but missing like twenty two games. Yeah, that is a lot of games. All right, two thousand. Two thousand. I'm gonna go yeah. two thousand. Two thousand minutes. So to me, put it on minutes, prevent, you know, stop the whole, hey, I'm going to check in, I'm going to chill and get my, you know, my, uh, my my games count up so I can get this award. Like, nah, do that. And, the play, you know, I know this feels like, you know, for it may feel like forced labor to the Players Association. This actually helps the players, right? It helps being on the court. It's not like. There's only a very small population of guys who might be hurt by this, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not the larger league. Yeah, Maybe like ten of the four fifty would be hurt by this. So, yeah. and if they don't play, hey, somebody else gets a shot. Somebody else gets on the list. So, to me, I, I love this. This is a great idea. Jay, Here's what do you think this isn't this? a great idea? Because this is already happening. Like it's it's not. A written rule it's not an exact sort number of but guys are already penalized because they miss games in the awards categories like that's just how voters work if if a guy doesn't play a certain amount of games and e- every voter right now probably has his or her own threshold but this nah, is already I, happening I that, Why, yeah for mvp like nobody's looking at all nba like i don't know you only play i think they are though I don't think so. I think they just like uh, Ru- the Rudy Gobert not long ago won defensive player of the year with 56 games played. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't deserving. He was the best defensive weapon in the league that year, but 56 games. What about Giannis, the playoffs? Giannis, or no, that was a shortened season, but we had, you know, Draymond Green get knocked out of this. So you're right. Like Draymond Green has missed out on some awards because of this, but, you know, Bam Adebayo got a lot of votes last year and he he missed like, 25 games or something like that like maybe it needs to be more this is a solution it needs to be more creative it needs what what if it was like but this is a huge issue it's an enormous issue yeah look man like we ended up i watched buck celtics last night yeah we ended up getting a game out of it are you doing the game tonight oh my god (laughs) yes yes why celtics pistons should be amazing (laughs) let me tell you with thursday thursday night you're listening to this on thursday thursday night do not watch basketball it's gonna be bad. Yo, listen. There are three games before before the All Star Week is upon us. Don't watch basketball. I'm watching it. I'm no, watching man, the James no, Wiseman come out party. Oh, is that what's happening? Oh, you watch, buddy. You watch James Wiseman get thirty and fifteen. <laughs> I don't think you bring happen. up James Wiseman every week on this podcast. <laughs> La- last week you drafted him in the Rising Stars Challenge thing that he wasn't even involved in. It's like two he, drafted weeks in half the, he drafted half the world in, his, yeah. in this I, player pool. <laughs> I, I think Marcus really misses James Wiseman. Honestly. He just left. I didn't get a chance to miss him yet. I just want to see like the meltdown when this dude turns out to be 
you know, you don't have to see a guy's good. If he just put up some great numbers, people are going to go crazy. People it doesn't matter out, yeah. how he got him. People are going to go crazy. Yeah. I want when to he's averaging 18 and 9 for like <laughs> a, a 20 and 62 Pistons team, it's oh, going to be man. tough. But it's going <laughs> to feel like 25 and 57. It's going to go crazy. Yeah, it's gonna... <laughs> I am here for that. Please. All right. Take two. Let it fly. Three-point contest. Hipsters and nerds will tell you this is the best event on All-Star Saturday night. It isn't. But it's really quite good and usually full of the best who have this particular set of skills. The three-point contestants are as follows as announced on Tuesday. Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat. Buddy Heald, Indiana Pacers. Kevin Herter, Sacramento Kings. Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers. Larry Markkinen, Utah Jazz. Anthony Simons of the Portland Trailblazers. And Jason Tatum. Of the Boston Celtics. So simple as this, Jay. Who's going to win the three-point shootout? Kevin Herter. This is going to be it's going to be King's weekend. Someone yeah, please go tell Jason Tatum that Jay King has said Kevin Herter is going to watch him in this contest. Jason yeah, Tatum please. shooting thirty-five point three percent from deep. Kevin Herter he takes step backs every time. Not, yeah, I mean he his his degree of difficulty on those is is pretty tough. You like so you like whatnot. you like Herder here. He's a good shooter. It's not a bad it's not a bad pick. The who's, thing is who, like, who has no chance. That's a good question. Uh I mean they're all great shooters. They they all have a chance. But I think Dame Dame's not like a three point shootout guy, I feel like. I don't know. Has he won one? I don't even know. I don't like sure Saturday Saturday events. But I feel like he just—I don't know. I, I, I'm not buying Dame in this as great as he's been lately. What? <laughs> he's You're the best out on three Dame. He's the best three-point shooter in this contest. Well, Dame has never won this. Well, way. that's my choice. I'm picking Dame to win it. Wow. That's that's my. He's never pick. done it. That's why he's gonna do it. Mm. That's See? why he's gonna do it. Dame's never done it. And who Tyler has Hero. no chance? You know who has no chance? Tyler Hero's absolute- not gonna win. Now, you know who has zero chance to win this? Hmm. Laurie Markkinen. Whoa. The pressure? The pressure's got to get to him. The wow. Pressure, the pressure's got to get. Have you been in the Delta Center, which is what it still is, despite the name, Jay? Have you been in the Delta Center? I think it's back Center? to be the Delta Center. It, it might be. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the, the Delta Center's <laughs> back for real. Yeah. It's, oh, we're, it all gonna, we're all going to oh, miss wow. yeah. Vivint Smart Home Arena. Or it's no, coming energy, back. energy Solutions over is what I, is what I miss the most. Oh, can, <laughs> that crowd on top of you? Expecting? But cheering oh. for him. Yeah, nah, it's a different level. A well, different Dame level. is kind of a hometown guy because he went to, went to Weaver State, went to right? Weaver State, yeah. Yeah, just up the road. Yeah, it fits right in. Yeah. Um, this will be Dame's third contest. I can't contest. believe I just disrespected Dame by naming him the one who, who yeah. won't win. Tyler Hero's in this contest. You're like, yeah, I don't think Dame's yeah. got it. Tyler Hero is absolutely not going to win. Tyler Hero's going to be on Instagram the whole time, like just trying to, you know, swoop DMs and stuff. Like, Dame I, like, just got to step Hero. back. If Dame step, takes two steps back off the line, it's, it's over. That would be a move of like, move these, move these, these racks back. They should or do add, that. Or add a rack from 30 feet, right? Like, <laughs> well, they have that like weird like mountain dew ball that it's like, 
It's like the, here's the like the the Dame Lillard or the Trey Young shot or whatever. They like have those, and it's like it's worth twenty five points. Like it becomes rock and jock out of nowhere. Absolutely, it yeah. Just rock it just bastardizes the game. I, it, it cracked me up to see people on on Twitter mad that like Isaiah Joe wasn't in the game and stuff like that. What in the three point contest? Why mad that Utah watch Nobby wasn't in there? I, I was seeing these what? tweets on. And it, it I, just hey, no, real. No, no, but real like, talk. Pe- people I really wanted think, Isaiah Joe in there. I and do think. Down. I mean, he, that dude's he, he's got a wetter, but I do think. Schlecht, maybe was that the, you? The next iteration, or maybe a separate contest, yeah, is a contest of the very specific shot. Like, let just do who's the best corner three shooter in the league, right? Do that, like. Watsonabi might be in the mix for that. You get to the wing, he's done. He's <laughs> or deep ball, right? Like I feel like you can do that. No, no and offense, I take that. You, over. you to Watanabe, he's not in the running for best quarter three point shooter in the league. Cool, you, you, man, know why? you, you know why? I'll put Clay over there. Good luck. Oh, not not this one. Not this year. Not this year. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> Most years though. Most years. Most years, absolutely. Yeah. Most okay, years, I'll put absolutely. I'll put Seth Curry over there. Yeah, that's bucket. Yeah. That's Bobby that's Portis cash every time. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Portis. BJ Tucker won't won't shoot him, but he'll he'll get one off. I I will I will see that. I would like to see who's the best corner three shooter because then no, then it's a lot of people in it though. It's not. But just, what what's the what's the criteria for that? It should be like how many in a row can you make? Not like take. It's like all right, whoever makes the most in a row gets to win it. If it's a they, corner three point shootout, they asked Isaiah Joe. About not being invited to the three point contest. At By the you mean Schlecht? Yeah. What do you, what Josh, you tell Schlecht? Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy was tweeting about Isaiah Joe. People really wanted Isaiah Joe in the three point contest. Man. People or people in Oklahoma City? Because those are two different people. Those are two different things. Yeah. Because I think most NBA fans, <laughs> no offense to Isaiah Joe, wouldn't aren't pining for this. You know who I want to see in it. I would. He's not even the Thunder player. I want to see. I want to see Poku. I want to see Poku do every contest. I want him to see skills challenge, dunk <laughs> contest, three point contest. That could change my mind about NBA All Star Saturday night. <laughs> then you're in. That's the only that thing that could change my mind. Just Poku, Poku t- trying dunks. All right. Uh, Speaking of dunk contest, who's gonna win the dunk contest? Does anybody care? Back after this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Hoops is dunking. This is still the biggest event on All-Star Saturday night. How do I know? Because people complain about it constantly when it isn't an all-timer. People claim it's dead. Then Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon give us the greatest one we've ever seen. 
We just have to stop DJ Khaled and Dwayne Wade from being judges. So this year's dunk contest participants, get your Googles ready. KJ Martin, the son of Kenyon Martin. Trey Murphy III, son of Trey Murphy Jr. Grandson of Trey Murphy. Mac McClung and Jericho Sims. If you know where those players play, you're an NBA nerd. KJ Martin is on the Rockets. Trey Murphy or a G actually, League nerd. Trey Murphy's actually really good. He's a really good player. I'm shocked he's in this and not the three-point shootout, but whatever. Uh, he's on he the Pelicans. Been in both. Yeah, he should have been in both. Jericho Sims on the Knicks and Mac McClung. They're crediting to the Sixers. I think he might be on a two-way contract. Are they seriously? <laughs> yeah, they credit this early. No, they they if so, they just signed him. He was not on a they did. Uh, they did. Silver was like, yo, man, we gotta someone we gotta put him somewhere. We'll yeah, cover okay. it, but someone signed him. Someone's got a roster spot. Your judges for the dunk contest. Oh, did the Sixers really sign him to a two way? Yeah, I I yes. don't know if they did. I'm just saying it says Mac McClung, Philadelphia 76ers. Yo, that is on the official behavior. like artwork for this. Let me look this up. If he's wearing a Sixers jersey on this, that he should be wearing a G League he, he, workout. He just signed a two-way <laughs> yes, contract. He just signed a two-way contract. Oh man, that's weird, man. <laughs> he literally. Daryl Moore's like, all right, I'll take one. I'll take one Yester- for the team. Yesterday, like, wow. Okay. All right, uh, your judges for the contest: Jamal Crawford, Lisa Leslie, Carl Malone. Oof, that's not a good idea. Harold Miner and Dominique Wilkins. Oh man, it's in Utah. Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe Google that. Maybe you can check out that history of Carmelo and some stuff he's done. Allegedly, Marcus, who do you think wins the dunk contest? And why can't we get anyone close to all star status in this thing? Yo, I got, I got a big problem with this. Uh, first off, Mac McClung's gonna win it. Uh, yeah, the, the crowd. Now the crowd's in his favor. Before <laughs> it was too much for Larry Marketing, but now. <laughs> 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 I mean, what, what? You're gonna have a white dunk contest winner of Black History oh, Month. That's man. all I'm saying. Oh, uh, it's gonna be. I'm going with KJ Martin. Uh, I think he's gonna win it. But you know what? I got a problem with this. Here's what I think we should do about this dunk contest thing, and also three point shootout. Mm. And let the fans vote on who gets in. And if you don't participate, you get fined. It's really Ooh, that simple. Okay. Yeah, yeah. V- fans vote on dunk contests. Who should be in it? And yeah. if you, if Jabberan, if you decline, you're going to take this fine. Wow. What's the fine, though? Because it's got to be like, it can't be like, here's 25 million grand, dollars. Like, million dollars. Million dollar million fine? Dollars. Million dollars. What if that was the case for the three point contest you and should... Isaiah Joe had been voted in? He said, no, nah, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah, he but he's, he's gonna get a do million it. dollar fine. He's gonna do it. Wow. Like you, we've tried to implore these dudes to do it. Yeah, tried to pay them to do but, it. But they they Shade and like, Sharp, Shade and Sharp. How is she? Decided, Shade and Sharp is talking about. Decided hey, he wouldn't. I'm do gonna it. focus on the rest of the season. Like, oh, you can't because you got to be in a like. You but, should. He shouldn't get to do that. You should have no right mm-hmm. to do that. No, well, especially well, Shaden Sharp. Now he's, now he's especially Shaden Sharp. Now he's battling Matisse Thibel for minutes, so maybe he does. That should too. be that should be a career highlight for him. Like that should be Dude, a, a he would, highlight he of would your life. Absolutely, to go out there and it wouldn't be and win the dunk contest. Hey, whoever's yeah. telling him not to do this is un- insane. You have bad representation. It is no insane. I don't know who it is. How do but you that's, tell him not dude, to do this, dude? That's I was so sad watching that dunk where he went baseline and cocked it like. Back to his hip, he's basically. Nasty man, like he's. Uh, oh my just, god, just he's so a, sad a, he wouldn't. This be is in Vince Carter esque. Like you he's know got, how I, you know how I know it can Carter. skyrocket your reputation. 
Harold Miner is a judge in 2023. Steel. He did this shit 30 years ago. Had a horrible career. Baby Jordan. Baby Jordan. Like, you go out there and you have a great contest, you're at least invited back to All-Star Weekend You, you can live off that forever. Oh you can God. live listen, off that forever. Listen, I got another name for you. Jason Richardson. Oh, no. He's a <laughs> Jason dude. Richardson was good, though. He was No, he was a good player. But like, take his player. career mm-hmm. and take his dunk. Like, what is he known for? Here's a take. Here's a take. Second greatest dunk contest. Or, no, third greatest dunk contest contestant ever is Jason Richardson. Number one's Vince, obviously. Number two, Zach Levine. Jason Richardson, better than Jordan, better than Dominique, better than Aaron Gordon, better than all those dudes. Now, that's a take. I Jason would Richardson five brought sure. it. Nah, he, he brought definitely it. brought it. And, he, and, the, and the, duel he, the duel he had with Desmond Mason is like a top three dunk contest all time. It was that was fantastic. Yeah, there's 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 someone in this dunk contest who's who's gonna be like that though. Who's gonna make his name? Jericho off Sims this dunk contest. Jericho Sims. He's a absolute flyer, Jericho man. Sims. He's gonna put. Have his, you he's watched put his head at his the videos? Yeah. He literally he he was dunking during I think it was his pro day. Yeah, and he cracked the middle of his forehead on the rim. Yeah, and checked for blood. Yeah, and he was just casually dunking. He, it he was better not do like, that though. But he better do that then. Here's Jericho Sims' problem. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> no, that that is that's part of the problem. He's got to do a lot of pre-dunk hype. Just he to, might get, know, he, 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 might, he might get he needs he, need, he needs like an orator. He needs somebody to introduce yeah. him and be out there like yeah. yeah. But he's six foot ten. Like it just don't hit that's the tough. Same it makes it tough. So it make, that's why you have to do some crazy shit. I mean, Dwight's six nine, six ten, and he he won it. He did some yeah, crazy but look shit. what he did. He just got to do something crazy like cupcakes and, also, it's, and capes and stuff. It's still nuts that he was in the 2020 dunk contest. That was, that's that was, that was such a bad ago. idea, man. This is the thing. So, Marcus, if you're going to find people, why can't they just fake an injury? Oh, you get fined for injury, too. If you hurt, wow. you yeah. Wow, you get fined for getting hurt? Yeah, hey. <laughs> This is, this is intense. Marcus is setting up the next labor brawl. <laughs> How about uh, this? How about this? If you hurt and you don't want to get fined, you got to miss the next five games after the All-Star. Out. And now they're suspended without pay for those games. And no, you can pay, but you just get if, if you're hurt. If you're hurt for the dunk contest, it's almost like when you, you, you know, my you teenager's like, oh, I'm sick. Yeah. I'm sick. I can't go to school. Well, if you can't go to school, you can't do nothing else. Yeah. Ain't no kicking in. Ain't no, you oh, can't be man. an all-star game. You I'm can't telling you, nobody was the master of, of getting out of school <laughs> pretending to be sick than this guy right here, man. Or three o'clock Put hit, your stomach show. is fine. Three o'clock hit. Oh, I feel I'm better. Fine. I threw up. I'm I feel fine. good now. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. My, yeah. My mom, my mom used to give me a lot allotment of sick days. Really, so I, I I could use them at my discretion. Did she I give like, you like? Hey, did she give you like a, a health insurance too? It's part, part of the. Match, it's part of the labor negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> part of the the King family labor negotiation. Did she, hey, did she? She, mat, the, she match your IRA. He's out there telling his telling his brothers like, "Hey, man, trade me one of those sick days. I'll, I'll do your chores for you this week." Like. <laughs> I used I used to not show up to school for so long. After the last basketball game of the season, oh, yeah. I would just go missing. It, 
Because you had to be there for practice during the season <laughs> for games. <laughs> Otherwise, like, you couldn't play. And then as soon, as soon as the season was over, I was like, oh, those sick days are waiting for me. Jay, Jay, Jay like, uh, no, nah, mom, that ain't sick time. That's comp time. Yeah, this remember is, I, remember I, I heard this shit, yeah. <laughs> I got some PTO. Owe me some time. <laughs> All right, coming up after the break, how do you choose a rookie of the year? We'll be right back. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Take four. How do you choose Rookie of the Year? On Wednesday, Josh Robbins, Kelly Eco, and Eric Name dropped an article detailing their criteria for Rookie of the Year. They chose last year and their top three this season. All three of the writers across the board, Paolo Bancaro, Benedict Matherin, and Walker Kessler in their top three for this season's race. Jay, what's your criteria for Rookie of the Year? And who's your top three? I just choose the best player. That, that could be like a a very I, groundbreaking I method of doing this. I just choose the guy who plays the best throughout the course. <laughs> historically, of the historically, most years, most years, it's changed a little bit. Most years, it's just who scored the most points. Which rookie scored yeah. the most points? They get it. They end up getting it. And that's how you get like the Michael Carter Williams, even though he was putting up what crazy is, stat lines as a as a rookie, but. But this year, I mean, it's so obvious. It doesn't – I think the stats would say the same thing as the eye test, as everything else, and that's just Boncaro is number one. Boncaro, yeah, he's like he's got this award. He could stop playing today, and he'll – He's been – he's been a 10-year pro as a scorer since he walked into the NBA. Yeah. Just – I mean, the, the number of free throw attempts that guy oh, earns nuts. as a rookie yeah. is just insane. It's insane. It's like that dude is so big, so physical, and he's out there running pick and rolls. Like he's just so polished as a scorer. And I I love him and Wagner. They're gonna be so freaking good together. So he's number one. And then then you gotta go Matherin. Like he just comes off the bench and just gives you twenty five mm-hmm. regularly. And I think in a normal year he would he would compete for for rookie of the year, but this year there's just 
it's it's not a normal competition with Boncaro the way he's yeah. been. And then actually, you know, I'm going Walker Kessler number two, Benedict Matherin three. We're gonna re- we're gonna reward defense. We're gonna reward defense. We're gonna re- reward the shot blocker. We're gonna reward the guy who the Jazz would not trade up trade straight up for Rudy Gobert right now, and and that's Walker Kessler. He is he is very very good. Uh, he's he's an statement. incredible rim protector. Man can um, move his feet too. A little bit, yeah. He's yeah. He, I mean, he's good. He's solid. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be better than Jakob Pertl, but he's he's solid. Um, Marcus, you surprised? No, Keegan Murray Very for, for JK. I don't My know who goodness. I don't know who you were trying surprised. to. I don't know who you were trying to insult there. Jakob Pertl or Walker Kessler? Hey man, and anybody can get it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely an insult. But I just don't know it. who. Equally get it. Marcus, what about you? Who's your rookie? You know, I I just had to confront with my own bias here. You know what I actually think I lean towards? Like, hmm. if I feel like you can be a future star. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, and I, I just didn't even realize that. So now I look through the list and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of just... I kind of judge by that. Like, dude, I feel like you're going to be nice, nice, yeah. like, or you're going to be a good player. Like, Walker Kessler's obviously an incredible rookie. Like, oh, you don't he think surprised he's going to be nice, nice, though. But, the, yeah, it's like, is this dude going to take over the league? Like, I don't know. Paolo might be, Paolo like, he might, might be, you know what I'm saying? Like, he might be all NBA in, like, a couple of years. That's what like, I'm he's, saying. He's, like, he's really going to be that yeah. dude. Like, he might carry a team to a championship, right? To me, I, I look at that stuff. Uh and you know who I don't see that in? Hmm. Matherin. Whoa. You he don't see that? Whoa. You don't think he's that dude? I, I think he might be an incredible bucket getter for 20 years. But is he going to be a guy to do all the other stuff? I don't know. I, like don't, he, I don't hate that assessment. Like, I don't know if I like, agree, but I don't, I don't hate I, it. I, I who feel needs like he, to he, do the other stuff when you can get buckets like he I does? know. I do feel but, like but well, you know, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Jay, if... Matherin was on the Rockets. You would hate him. him. He shoot forty two percent from the field, thirty one percent from three. Would. Come on, like he's he's inefficient. He's a rookie, so who cares? But he's inefficient. Like you, nah, hate, I, his, I, his I effective disagree. field goal he, percentage is forty eight. Like I'm just saying, look, <laughs> he's chucking. We both right? know, like, yeah. know if he was on the Rockets, yeah. Jay would hate him. Jay would hate. I, him. I guess. I guess there's some truth to that. <laughs> yeah, there's some you truth guess. to that. You More guess. turnovers and assists. You know what? But but it's just watching him. Like there's oh, a level of no, like I think he's be good. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Yeah, right. Like I think that's a factor. Uh, like as much as we don't, we don't really have a criteria. So we like, yo, I like watching this dude play. He's like, also so, yeah. he, he's also shooting twenty five percent from three over the last two and a half months. <laughs> yeah, but 25. that's gonna change because because he he's he's well, a good shooter. Which he's means he'll be, which means we'll be championing him for most improved next year. That's no, <laughs> no, no second year players for most improved. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. I'm going I with hate that. I'm going with. I, I mean, I feel the same about Paolo. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he's. I'm he's going. Gone. I'm going Keegan and Walker for my top three. 
Wow. Yeah, Keegan Murray's got, got Keegan Murray's awesome, man. And I can't like, believe he's you like the third team in the West. Like it's number yeah. two team in the West. Like, come on, that, man. That's all like I don't I don't care about team success unless there's a tiebreaker to be had, right? And then if you're doing it for a team that yes. matters more than a team that doesn't, then all right, that now I'll now I'll factor that in. But here's the thing, like it kind of goes both ways because if if you're good for a winning team, like it takes a different type of player to be that, but it's also so much easier to be good on a winning team when when you have De'Aaron Fox taking so much of the responsibility when you have uh Sabonis like just diming up everybody when I your mean, role Matherin's is... got Tyrese Halliburton Buddy Heald Miles Turner like he's got talent on that roster and my but the difference maker for me is that like this dude is starting for Mike Brown like it's not like he's coming off the bench like, yeah. like they're and like yo since day one they're like bed. yeah you're you're it and he's got the coolest chant whenever he does something. Like, who else has that? You know, whenever he makes a bucket, it's like, like you can't do that for Walker Kessler. Walker I mean, Kessler. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. Yeah. No, you do that, they I do that clap. You, can. you, you can't do it. What would, it, would you have to go like, <laughs> Benny Matherin? Why is he Benny Matherin? I'd like him so much better if he's Benny Matherin. The face Marcus <laughs> just put on while he was doing that shit. <laughs> oh my god, I can't stand it. Alright, take five. Let's get out of here. Trouble for the Blazers. Tuesday night, Blazers fell to the Wizards by 25 points. Good lord, it was bad. To add to it, Anthony Simons went down with what looked like a pretty severe ankle injury, so maybe he won't be in that three-point contest. Blazers currently sit at 11th in the West, and moving forward, they have the 11th strongest strength of schedule in the league. Meanwhile, Dame has been absurd. Oh my god. 31 points a game, 57% effective field goal percentage. Like He's killing everybody. Blazers did very little at the deadline to improve their team and claim that their improvements will come this summer. So, Marcus, do you think the Blazers can make the postseason this year? And if not, how, how do they how do they make the end of this Dame stuff look better than not? And not saying he's at the end, but we got like what, like six more years here of of what he's doing at most. Like you can't waste this. Yeah, I, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I feel like I'm expecting the Lakers to move up into that Why? spot because they actually have NBA players. And they're going to play anytime they, soon? Maybe. I, I feel mean, like LeBron, LeBron's been out Le, since LeBron he set that record, man. But, you know, they got an all-star break. I, I just think it's tough. And not to mention they got, they've got like a weird mix of players, right? It's they just got a lot of the same thing. You see when Josh Hart left, he didn't look like he was sad at all. <laughs> like he was just like, oh, hey. It was like somebody like, hey, man, I finally got called. I'm out. I'm about to go do this job interview. Yeah. It was, it was so chill. Matisse, Matisse blocked a corner three-point shot near the Blazers bench the other night, and they looked so happy to have a defender on that team. Uh, like they were yeah, celebrating yeah. the shit out of that. I, I do think they really need to get Dame another star. Like yeah. they just they have to figure out a way to do it, and and not a star who's six two or six three. Yeah, like, like uh, they've they've been trying to build around a small guard next to Damian Lillard for ten years. And, First and it was yeah. CJ, now it's now, now it's Anthony Simons. They were like, hey, let's we did this for CJ. We did it for so well. Like let's yeah. go, Anthony yeah. Simons. Now. Hey man, like, they were the three seed half the time. You know, 
Hey, yeah, the conference finals. Not for the juggernaut warriors, who knows what would happen? Who knows? Right? Yeah. yeah, like it's it's just. I mean, these dudes. I thought they had sort of figured things out when they went out and got Hart and they got Gary Payton, and they decided to add defenders around Damian Lillard. They then they get rid of those guys at the trade deadline. <laughs> it's like it's like what's going? on? They bring in Cam Reddish and start him, like. What it's, is it's going weird. on in Portland? It's what weird because is going on in Portland? What happened at leading up to the deadline last season? I thought, yo, Joe Joe Cronin is not built for this. Like he doesn't know how to do this stuff, right? Like it, they had such bad trades where they traded Norm Powell and and Robert Covington for like Keon Johnson, and they traded CJ for that package, right? And I'm just like, where are the picks? Like, what are you doing? And then they had a great summer, like picking up Jeremy Grant. I was like, okay, like I I'm in. That, that, you know, Joe figured it out. And now after this deadline, I'm like, ah, maybe he's just a summer kind of guy. You know? Can you be can you be a summer GM and not a deadline GM? I don't know. They they need a winter GM too. Yeah, they need a winter GM and a, and a summer <laughs> yeah, They got the summer GM. He's gonna be great. I think they're gonna make some great moves in the summer. I just I don't want to see them make trades before the deadline anymore. I just want them to realize like they've never realized how to build a team around Dame. They just have so they've, fucking good. The crazy too. part like, is, so like good. you literally have them. the blueprint with yeah. Steph. Like oh you got God. the blueprint. Big two guard, like defending four. Like they never have these guys. Three it's and like, D wing, like yes, yeah. like, load up on wings. Like it's like it's so guy wild. who's great in the short role and can like really hurt you as a distributor. Like they've never done that for Dame. They they just. And, and to me, it's like you get out of the CJ era. You finally trade CJ. And CJ and Dame were great. They were fantastic together. They did a lot of great things. They were a very fun backcourt for a long time. They, and they were made never going to win. West Finals, anything. man. That's not nothing. They made a West Finals. Yeah, agreed. They they didn't win a game there, but they they made it. <laughs> they they led by twenty in like three of them, though. Like <laughs> that's true. That's true. The problem is the they, didn't, they didn't hold by the twenty in any of them. But it's like, don't you learn that you need more size next to this guy, and that you don't need another like shot creating, non defending guard? Do, haven't you learned that? And then then you wait for Anthony Simons to become this contributor. Yeah. Also, he cannot fit next to Dame, and you can have the shittiest defense, one of the shittiest defenses in the league. And they're wasting Dame. Dame has been absolutely ridiculous this season. I think absolutely hurt, ridiculous. I think what hurts him too is that Simons is good, right? It's not like they he's really bum, good. They, yeah, they didn't put a bum next to next to Dame. They put another. They're like, oh, dude, this guy's really good, and he emerges, and it's like you got to pay him. And like, I don't think any of those are wrong decisions, but. What does it look like? Because Robert Williams III went after Simons in that draft. I'm not saying Robert Williams III is as good as Simons or as talented or whatever, but just what does it look like if he's now the center of that team and they're just putting wings next to next to Dame? They at least have a count. Like, you, you just can't win in this league playing one way. Like, you have yeah. to have these levels and layers. If Robert Williams is there, they're going to at least win some games because you can't. You can't score, score the, the rim. rim yeah, right? like, like, you're gonna win some games that yeah. way. You have that ability. To me, if they're if they're not making threes, they're they're cooked. And Dame is their leading two point getter. Like that's yeah. Like he's the guy driving to the lane. He's the guy getting to the line. Like it. It just sucks. It's just man, a lot he, to ask. He's averaging like 40 points a game over his last 20 or something like that. Like something ridiculous. Like he's just he's killing right now, and it's it's for not. He's gonna have. He, he's he's. 
the way he's going lately, he might end up being. 40, he had thirty nine. They lost by twenty five to the Wizards. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hey, like, low key though, the Wizards' offense is cooking right now. Like, <laughs> hey man, I tried like, to tell. I, I tried to tell you guys about this Wizards team right before the season started, and Jay laughed at me, mocked me. Look at my Wizards now, baby. Three games under 500. That's going to do it for this week. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah. Hey, subscribe you, to the bounce. You didn't just you didn't just say they were going to be okay. You said you called them I a said, league pass favorite. Hey, man, I'm watching them every night on league on, pass, man. and they got some weird fucking games, all right? Come Make on, sure man. you subscribe to the bounce. Free newsletter in your mailbox, your email box, every single morning. It is free. Theathletic.com slash bounce. Make sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network. Warriors plus minus anything is potable. Down to dunk, no dunks, glue guys, Sixers beat, and the bun and cardigan show. For Jay King, for Marcus Thompson, for Andrew Schlecht, I'm Zach Harper. See you next time on The Athletic. I'm Tashawn Reed. I'm a black man from Ferguson, Missouri. My dad, Kenneth, grew up in the pruitt Igo Projects in downtown St. Louis in the 50s and 60s. Water lines in several of the pruitt Igo apartment buildings broke and a subsequent flow of water turned into ice. And now raw sewage bubbles out of the ground like a malevolent spring. He lived through what would become known as the Civil Rights Movement. My mom, Brenda, was raised in Osceola, Arkansas in the 60s and 70s. In the South, racial tension hadn't waned one bit. Today, I have stood where once Jefferson Davis stood and took an oath to... My parents told me about their experiences and taught me the ugly history of what Black people in America went through. Then, in 2008, it felt like maybe, just maybe, America as a whole was taking some positive steps forward. If there is anyone out there. When Barack Obama was elected as America's first black president. Who still doubts that America is a place where all things are possible. Perhaps the days my parents described living through were a thing of the past. Who still questions the power of our democracy. Tonight is your answer. I know now that that pipe dream wasn't real. I had already started to figure that out as I got older, but it was really driven home in August of 2014. There is growing outrage tonight after an unarmed African-American teenager was shot and killed by police in the St. Louis suburb of Ferguson, Missouri. Darren Wilson, a white police officer, shot and killed Michael Brown, a black teenager, in the street within an apartment complex in Ferguson. I did not hear once he yelled, freeze, stop, or hope. It was as horrible to watch. Brown's body laid in the street for hours. And as word spread that Brown had attempted to surrender before Wilson ended his life, more people gathered around the scene. Eventually, their curiosity turned into anger, and their anger turned into protest. Get us several more units over here. There's going to be a problem. Are any available Ferguson units who can respond to Canfield and Copper Creek advised? We're going to need crowd control here. It was the spark of an uprising that would boil over in the months to come, and it became a landmark moment in the origin of the Black Lives Matter I knew all about the deep-rooted antagonism between police and the Black community, but seeing it in person like this was different. As someone who looked like Brown, 
who was from the same neighborhood and who was the same age, everything about the situation. His tragic death, the response from the community, and the polarizing national discourse that followed resonated with me. I was only a few weeks away from starting my freshman year at Mizzou and pursuing a career in journalism. And I quickly made the decision that wherever my career took me, I would make sure to highlight the issues that plague my community in my coverage. That's why I'm doing this podcast. This is Between the Lines, a series dissecting how the NFL, America's biggest game, has dealt with America's biggest issue, race. The NFL does have a a race problem, but more than that, the owners have a race problem. You're going to hear from more than a dozen former and current diverse players, coaches, and executives about their experiences in the NFL. How players grapple with speaking out in the next man up culture of football. I couldn't sit around and not do anything about what was going on in our country, or at least address it from my, a perspective that I could make have some impact in. To diverse coaches and executives who have broken through race based glass ceilings, to others who never got their shot. You realize that no matter what you do, sometimes it's not enough. I'm not going to let someone else determine my happiness. We'll explore how the league and a group of mostly white billionaire owners have historically failed to support diversity and how they appear set to only continue to fall short. At the end of the day, these 32 billionaires, they're the ones who have to say, yes, we're doing it. The NFL is one of the most visible, profitable, and influential businesses in America. If the league doesn't reflect diversity and inclusion, and it hasn't for quite some time, it permeates throughout the rest of the country. That won't change unless we continue to talk about it. We start by diving into the history of the game and where football stands within the movement towards a more equal society. Welcome to Between the Lines, Episode 1, The Long History of Football and Race. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 